My Town, live with Rod Hawker. Welcome back to 100.9 The Line, your official COVID-19 update station. We're serving our community along the Mason-Dixon line. We have, of course, our web pages, thelinestrong.com and thelinenews.com. Keeps you updated with all the news and information all right on time there. Just go to the line, thelinestrong, thelinenews.com. It's all good here on the line. And I have Miss Heather from Cumberland Valley School of Music on the line. Good morning, Heather. Good morning, Rod. Thanks for being with me this morning. I appreciate your time. And uh, so tell me, Cumberland Valley School of Music, now we are on the north of the Mason-Dixon line now, because <laughs> we cover the south and north. We are north. Tell me about Cumberland Valley School of Music. Sure. We have been open now for 30 years with the goal of bringing high-quality music instruction and experiences for everyone, from newborns all the way to senior citizens. So. It's quite a lot of fun to bring smiles through music. Wow. Well, that's fantastic. So you've been around 30 years, and where are you based at? We are currently on the Wilson College campus. So we have the second and third floors of Thompson Hall. So that's up uh, north of town. Wow. I didn't realize that myself. So you're taking up two floors now to Wilson College. I remember uh, my son did some guitar lessons years ago, and we did go to Wilson College, so you're still there at Wilson College. And tell me, Heather, about how many clients, I guess you would call them clients or musicians, do you do you work with on a given week or, or month? Sure. So we have students coming on campus every week, and most people come weekly for a lesson or a class. And we average about 600 to 650 students that are coming back and forth over a week. Wow. Wow, that blows my mind. 600 a week. Yeah. Holy smokes. That's right. Are there a lot of those from Wilson College or uh, just all over? Give me a give me an idea of where you pull all your clients from. Sure. The broad majority of our students all live in Chambersburg and Fayetteville. So that's mostly where we're getting them. We do have some students from Wilson College who take lessons with us. We have a nice partnership with Wilson College where they're earning their fine arts credit while taking their lessons. Uh, but we also pull from Hagerstown, Shippensburg, Greencastle, um, out to Gettysburg. So we do have a little bit of a reach for people who are coming because we offer something that they really are looking for. Wow, well, that's fantastic. Now, you mentioned uh, all ages. And just give me an mm-hmm. idea on, uh, I'm always interested in the senior citizens, the ones that kind of keep active. And um, how many, maybe 70 and up uh, clients, or excuse me, students, I guess it's kind of hard to call a 70-year-old a student. But <laughs> <laughs> So how, how many do you have in, in an older demographic? I'd say we probably have 40 or 50 students who are in that older demographic. Um, we're more thinking, you know, from 50 and up. We don't necessarily think 70 and up. Uh, some of them are taking individual lessons on instruments they just want to learn because they've hit a point in their life where they have time and uh-huh. energy, and they're like, I'm doing something for me. We also are part of New Horizons International, which is a program that is designed to bring music experiences to those who are 50 and older. So we have a New Horizons band, a New Horizons string orchestra, and a New Horizons choir. Wow, that's fantastic. Uh, the reason I, I picked 70 is because I've already hit the 6-0, and I didn't want to feel like I'm... <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks. It's 50 and up. Okay, I'm on the AARP list. Uh, well, that's all right. That's okay. Uh, well, <laughs> well, Heather, let me ask you. So 
Uh, Cumberland Valley School of Music, is this a, a nonprofit? Uh, I assume it, I think it is. Is, it, is this a nonprofit? Correct. We have been a nonprofit since we opened our doors. Okay, so you've been a nonprofit. And how do, how do you operate then? Is this through grants, fundraising? Uh, how does this work? Oh, great question. Uh, for the most part, about 66% of our funding comes directly from our tuition based classes and lessons and things like that. So the people you know, paying to come and take their instruction covers about 66% of our costs. The rest is really coming from our community. So we have a good donor base of people who come and uh, give out of the love of music, and that's about 18%. That also could include some grants. Um, we do get uh, one from, like, Pennsylvania Council for the Arts to support us, and we have a few others that come in. And then we do about uh, two or three big fundraisers in a year and a few smaller ones, which is about another 16% of that. Uh, so if anybody's ever attended our dinner dance or our chef's walk or some of our smaller music house and things, um, they're supporting what we are doing at the school by attending those events. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you, Heather, uh, how are those events now? The chef walk is usually the first week in June uh, with uh-huh. with the uh, coronavirus, uh, COVID-19. Are you still business as usual planning for that? Have you given any thought that this may need to get pushed back? Well, we actually have a committee meeting on Monday to discuss just that thing of what does this look like? Should we look at some alternate dates, maybe push it off a little bit? I think when we finally get past the core of this coronavirus, people are going to want to go out and be in the community and be together and have events like this. So I think we're just trying to figure out how to time it so that we can still hold this fantastic block party for our community it's just when is that going to be the best time? So we're actually mm. meeting on Monday to discuss just that. Wow. Well, I've, I've been to the uh, Chef's Walk, and it is a fantastic, fantastic fundraiser, and it is a good time. And, you know, really, because since it is outside, you could practice social distancing, and that's, that's <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, I'm... That, that I'm is so true. Yeah. We probably have to expand a couple blocks further, but yes. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, you kind of mosey along. I mean... I'm a hugger. I mean, that's just my nature. And when I see old friends, I, we, we like to give a hug. And it's kind of funny. Uh, I ran into one of them at the grocery store last week, and we kind of looked at each other, and we, we stayed our and kind of waved. It was, it was kind of weird uh, from being, a, you know, when you're a hugger and, and the people that when you always see them, you're always hugging each other. And to to be, to know that, no, no, we're, we're not going to hug now. It, it was kind of weird. But uh, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, so, well, hey, it's 8, 842 in the morning. I've got to bounce out of here for a quick one minute break. We're going to be right back with Heather from the Cumberland Valley School of Music. Learn more about her operation and how they're dealing with this COVID-19 outbreak. This is 100.9 The Line. Welcome back to 100.9 The Line, your official COVID-19 update station. Serving our community along the Mason-Dixon line. And right now we are serving it along the northern side of the line. Welcome back, Heather. Heather is with the Cumberland Valley School of Music. Thanks for being with me this morning, Heather. It's a pleasure. Thank you. So we were talking earlier before the break. You've got uh, 600 and some students you see weekly. You're based there at the Wilson College. You're on the second and third floor there of a building. Uh, A lot of your students are are right there, and you've got people coming onto the campus. So this COVID-19, I'm sure, has created quite an obstacle for you, like a lot of businesses. So how are you dealing with the COVID-19 still keeping the learning going on with your students? 
Yeah, it was a very quick, just brainstorming session of how can we still deliver this music instruction, music experiences, when now they can't come to the building anymore. Because traditionally, we're doing things in person. Mm -hmm. Everybody's coming together, doing the music together, and then they leave again. Uh, So we very quickly got information out, brainstormed, looked at various ways of going online with our instruction. And at this point, um, every family and teacher who has the ability to take or give online lessons and classes are doing just that. So I taught lessons yesterday from my home using Zoom, and we had lessons. And I've been doing our, I do elementary and middle um, small children preschool classes. I've been doing those online um, with the small children. So we, we have found ways to be creative and keep that going even in, you know, the fact we can't be together. Well, that that's fantastic, and you're a smart young lady, so I'm sure this was right on your, right in your wheelhouse. So let me ask you, uh, how many of students at that age group are, are you dealing with right now on your virtual, what do you call it, virtual learning, or what, what, did you give a title? I don't think we really have a title. We, we go back and forth from calling it virtual to calling it online. Um, we try to keep it with an understanding that this is live. We're still interacting with our students, so it's not that they're watching a recorded video of us doing something or anything. We're still having that opportunity to interact with them, chat while we're working, help them, you know, show things, you know, with techniques that they need to learn. Uh, but we haven't really coined the term for it or anything. Okay. Just, you know, a whole new world, and we just moved fast to meet the needs of what we needed to do. Well, that's fantastic. It sounds a little bit like us here. We were doing live interviews, and you would come down here to the studio, and and thankfully we got our a board set up and ready to go for call in interviews, and we got that done about the time here when this all was starting to happen, and just of this week, then we said no more live interviews. Once Pennsylvania, of course, Maryland had their their orders, and and we were doing some phone ins then, but so we are all strictly phone in now, and you're right, it's it's. It's kind of it's still live, uh, but it's just a different way of doing business live. Um, and when you said about your instructions and you you talk back and forth, I envisioned the old typewriter thing. You know, put your hands on ten and two. Hit your <laughs> or I mean not not ten and two. The home row. I mean when you're doing the old typewriter, put your hands on the home row. So I guess it's similar to that. If you got someone young just learning to play a guitar, for instance, you you tell them which strings to put their index finger and so forth on, or can they see that happening? They can see all of that, which is the great part. So I actually was teaching a flute lesson yesterday, and she was questioning where to put her pinky for a certain note. And so I could hold up my instrument in my hand closer to the screen, show her exactly what we're talking about, and then she understood and was able to continue right along. So it's nice that it's it's the whole experience of the lesson. We just aren't in the same room. Well, that that is so cool. And I guess the parents uh, kind of plug in their kids now because they're home. A lot of them, I guess, are you finding out that a lot of the, the parents are home with the kids, or is it more of a grandparent kind of a thing? Uh, mostly it's the parents. The whole family is there in the, the house. Um, so it it is different. I mean, sometimes we have to work on you know, dog barking and 
phones mm. ringing and smaller <laughs> children, you know, being loud in the next room. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we just make it work because our goal is, again, this, this wonderful music experience for them. Yeah. And we'll make it happen whichever way we can. Well, that's fantastic. It's kind of interesting. The Hagerstown Fire Department was on the line before you before you called in. And I, I would hear some things in the background being on the phone. But like you said, but you hear the dogs barking or, or what have you. Maybe the, the microwave oven going bing. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it's all good. So let me ask you here, Heather, we're, we're at 848 uh, in the morning. We're running out of time here, but I did want to cover one thing. So you take in any any student, and there are some opportunities if you can't afford it. That's why you must be a 501C, and you do the fundraising. How does that work? Well, we do also have some wonderful scholarship programs that we are able to offer through some of our grant funding and some of our donors who specifically donate to our scholarships. So anyone who desires to take instruction can contact us. And if it's just not quite in your finances, uh, we have a very quick application process where you have a chance to just share with us. What is your situation? What can you afford? And we make it work. It's wonderful to be able to serve the community in that way that we truly want it to be for everyone to participate. Wow, that's fantastic, Heather. And I just wanted to bring that up because I thought you had some vehicle that you could get you know, some, young, some young artist involved that uh, they had the spirit, they wanted to do it, but just maybe not have the finances. So that's fantastic, reaching out for the community and the community supporting you. So just give me an idea then. Uh, we've got to wrap things up here in the next minute or two. Uh, how many employees do you have? And give me your web page and just give me a kind of a wrap-up about the Cumberland Valley School of Music. Sure. So our staff, so the people that actually help to make the motors of the school run, we have seven people that work together to do that. But then we have about 44 instructors that are then teaching the lessons and the classes and the things like that. You can find information about us at CVS Music, the Cumberland Valley School of Music, cvsmusic.org. You'll find biographies of all of our teaching faculty, you'll find information about us, a place to donate if you so desire, and of course, all of the lessons and classes that we have um, coming up, the remaining this spring, also some have been changed to virtual, uh, but also we are putting our summer offering, so we're all looking forward to getting out of the house, and maybe this is something you would like to bring some music back into your life. Well, that's fantastic. Of course, you'll have your your fundraising event, the, the Chef's Walk on there, once you decide on that and get that concreted down. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. And Heather, you are the executive director, and uh, I appreciate your time. Is how long have you been there? By the way, I, I've got to run here at eight fifty one. But this, that, how, how long have you been there? Well, I've been teaching this CVSM since twenty eleven. I became the program manager in twenty fourteen, and now I've been the executive director for one year. Oh, that's fantastic! And Heather, what is your last name? Mick Andre. There you go, Heather, and she's awesome, and she is the Executive Director of Cumberland Valley School of Music. And if you want to listen to the podcast today, you can always just go to thelinenews.com slash podcasts. Later on today, the podcast will be up and running. You can listen to Heather. If you miss something about Cumberland Valley School of Music that you want to go back to, you can give me that webpage one more time, Heather, and I'm going to say goodbye. We're at cvsmusic.org. All right, awesome. Easy enough. CVSmusic.org. This is 100.9 The Line. I am Rod Hawker, and we are your official COVID-19 update station serving our community along the Mason-Dixon line. This is 100.9 
the line.